Before we get too far into the uh, Fly Racing Racer X High Point Review, I want to thank the folks at Racetech. Pulp 22 is the code to save with Racetech. And get your motor work done, dude. Get your suspension work done. Get your bike dialed in. It'll love you if you love it. So uh, the best part is you can tell them you listen to Pulp. And you can save at Racetech. Get your suspension oil changed. Please get your suspension oil changed. Seals, bushings, that kind of stuff. Your bike will work so much better, and you can get a discount using the code PULP22 Pulp as well. So thank you to the folks at Racetech. I want to thank the folks at All Balls Racing as well. They're all in, so you can go all out, get ready to ride with All Balls Racing. Carburetor rebuild kits, uh, pivot works, Vertex, hot cams. Uh, they got bike in the boxes as well. Thanks to the folks at uh, All Balls Racing. Their customer service team is available to assist you with any part or fitment question. Give them a call at 555-402-8000. Allballsracing.com. Uh, yeah, allballsracing.com. Thank you to those guys. Great products, uh, great line of um, uh, everything that you need to rebuild your bike or make your bike work better from the folks at Allballs. Go on the uh, pulpamexshow.com and uh, look for the logo to save. Thank you to those guys. And all right, Weege, JT, joining me. Let's talk High Point and more. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Review Show. We're going to look back at High Point and talk about what happened there. And, uh, yeah, really get into all the details that happened at uh, High Point. Thanks for listening. Apologies for the uh, lateness. But please, blame Weege and blame JT. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Get it at motorsport.com. Go to your local dealer. Demand to see the latest from Fly Racing. The Kinetic Mesh 22.5 is out and uh, looking really, really good. RJ Hampshire, Styles Robertson. And more are running fly racing products. Formula Helmet is simply amazing. It's uh, lightweight. It's safe. It looks good. It's super quiet as well. Uh, go read about the fly racing Formula Helmet on their website and the Rion technology involved in it. And I'm positive that you'll be impressed by just how damn safe it is. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making it happen. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires, MXSTs, used by Cade. Used by A-Ray. Put it in Supercross main events. The MXST is developed by some guy named McGrath. And uh, the Maxxis.com for more information on that. Maxxis tires. Please check them out if you haven't thought about Maxxis for a while. Great prices. Great product. Mountain bike tires are fantastic. Uh, I like the Minions, of course, for out here in Vegas. But, uh, yeah, they make incredible mountain bike tires as well. Maxxis.com. Light truck tires. Trailer tires, of course. 
and the folks at Renthal. Renthal getting the win this weekend again with Jet Lawrence, of course. Renthal products, uh, Kawasaki Factory, Honda Factory, Red Bull KTM, using Renthal chains, sprockets, bars, grips, all of it. Uh, they got a really cool, informative website. They got a dealer locator on their website. They have a, a bar measuring tool on their website as well to find the best Renthal bar for you. And hey, if you ride a mountain bike, they got uh, stems and bars, 35 millimeter uh, as well. Oversized stems and bars, as well as the regular size aluminum and carbon bars, of course. Renthal.com, the most trusted brand in the paddock today. More championships than all the other brands combined. Thank you to the folks at Renthal, Maxis, Motorsport.com, Coba Links. Uh, we'll tell you more about later on in the show. But uh, thanks for listening. Here's JT and Weege talking High Point and more. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast to talk about High Point or Mount Morris, if you want. Uh, first up, he is the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Heck, he's the voice. If you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Wigan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Voice, voice little jacked. I'm not sure. Something weird going on in my house. I tried to call my wife on the way back from the race, and uh, I couldn't hear her. She couldn't hear me. But I'm in recovery got to be ready. I got street bike racing this weekend, Steve. We don't get weekends off in, yeah. this, in this business. You're just yeah. powering through. Grinding. I yep. like I like yep. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Also on the line, he is the pit reporter for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's a German Supercross champion as well, working there at WPS slash Fly Racing. It's JT. What's up, JT? Not much. Just uh, happy to be doing this thing so you stop whining. <laughs> Listen, both of you owe an apology to our listeners. You know, uh, you know, thanks to, you know, all three of us, you know, 33.3% make up a pod that is very entertaining to listeners to hear. And, uh, and you know, so we all deserve credit for building this review pod up to where people harass me on social media on where it is. And, you know, that's a... So that's, you harass us. Right. Because, you we know, long, bro. like you put it off yesterday, we each put it off this morning and yeah, here we are. So both of you owe an apology to the listeners. I'm fine with apologizing to the listeners, but I'll be damned if I'm apologizing to you. All right. Well, um, <laughs> there you go, everybody. I tried. So uh, we decided that uh, uh, physical therapy was more important than this pod today, this morning. I should have done the pod during. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been good. That would have been good. Do you, do you – so you're walking around the Nationals with this, this brace that looks like your RoboCop, right? Oh, on, the brace sucks. On your leg? Yeah. And you're walking yeah. around doing that. And then you watch, like, Hampshire took a stake to the heart, like, two weeks ago. And he's out there racing. Do you feel a little bit like, oh, man, I can't believe I don't, I still have this brace on? RJ's racing? Yeah, now I'm starting to get to the point where people are like, man, I can't believe you're still in that brace. And I'm like, I'm wearing it because the doctors told me to. Like, I don't feel like I need the brace. I, I walk around my house fine without it. Like, right. I'm putting it on because my doctor's like, uh, yeah, you could tear your ACL again if you don't wear it. Well, um, <clears throat> from yeah. having, from going through that weed, you're, uh, how many weeks are you from surgery now? Like seven. Yeah. So you're at, you're at probably the most critical phase where the, uh, the tendon kind of has to take or it doesn't take. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you gotta be, you gotta be pretty careful right about now. Yeah. But I did get, and Steve, you'll appreciate this. I did get some people on Instagram saying, you know, it's your life, your freedom. You don't have to do what the doctors tell you to do. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here oh, we yeah. Go. yeah, no, everybody, go. everybody's an expert, right? They're all an expert. Yeah. Um, yeah, you always hear at like a certain time, two to three months, you feel great, but that doesn't mean it actually is strong. So I'm trying to not, not take that for granted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I'm going to look like a dork this summer, I guess. 
Uh, no, it's fine. I just wondered if you feel a little inadequate watching a guy like RJ take a stake through the heart and then race two weeks later. Or Good thing so, he's not a vampire. You know, Savachi, Savachi, you know, tore his ACL, you know, and he's racing. I mean, it's longer than seven. Dare I remind you, I, I did three days of pit reporting at street bikes, 19 days out of surgery, and that's standing and walking all day. I will hold that record up against these so-called professional athletes who just let the motor do all the work. Uh, good point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into this. So the TV show, uh, we lost Bradshaw this week. He was under the weather, couldn't make it out. Uh, bummer for, for Damon. But uh, Brock Lover stepped back in, Weege, and uh, I haven't got through all the motos, but he did another good job, and he did seem like he brought more energy right away, right from the start. Yeah, and I believe we were going to have Glover and Bradshaw uh, anyway, because um, as always, you're again taking this risk when you just throw someone off the deep end. First time I've ever done it, and it's five hours when you include our practice show. So I think they're going to have Glover there. You know, it'll probably be more Damon than him, but he could fill in some thoughts also. So it wasn't a complete, hey, we need you now, Brock, like he was ex- expecting to do it the whole time. But yes, uh, and I'm sure it was way better for him to. Like we said at the end yeah. of the last one, yeah. he yeah. learned the last time, and now he actually got to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Who's in? The, who's in for Red Bud? Ricky again, right? Yeah, the next two shows, Red Bud and Southwick or NBC. So we'll be back to Ricky. And uh, wait a minute, you get the boot the next two weeks, JT. I get the boot. The boot. The boot. You get the boot. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, forgot that's about that. Been, that's always been the plan. Those, those yes. two are NBC, and then uh, I will do the next whatever it is, six or five yeah. or whatever. Our, Will yes. you be going to Southwick and Red Bud, JT? Uh, I don't think so. Um, my weekends off are pretty much zero otherwise. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I would really have a purpose there. So I'll probably mm. just stay home. Oh, sad. Really sad you don't want to go to the races. But, hey, eh, it's your life. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done much of that this year. I, uh, I've uh, really taken – some some serious so time off we, this year, so I'll just continue to do that. Good job with the interviews again, JT. Very random, uh, which is a good thing. Um, you know, very mix of people uh, commenting on the races. That, that, that That's a good thing. But you were back to just pulling the mic away. You were back to that, I think, a little bit more. Well, than, we were yeah. tight on time. So I – there. Like I was trying to do it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was going back a little bit. But when I, when I know we're tight on time, then I'm definitely not going to add anything I shouldn't be. Ugh. Okay, well, you can't add a thanks. I'm not All going. Right. I'm not going to do anything because you think it's what I should do. I'm just going to do it based off of what <laughs> the TV show needs. Just, just to put yeah, it on the but, front but, end. Yeah, but 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 the public has spoken in my DMs and such. No, no, I, I don't. I don't see any of that. I just see you doing that. Oh no, 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 no. The overwhelming majority, many people. Are tweeting me and, and DMing me. I would me. rather upset them just to make sure that I don't do what you tell me to do. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. High point. What a, what, a, what a day for the weather. Oh, my God. I actually turned the AC fan in the media tent off. I'm like, I'm too cold. I'm freezing. And it's June at high point. I don't know what was going on, but that was quite a day for weather. Track conditions. Crowd was great. The crowd was huge. Um, you know, we, yeah, American motocross is dying. It's dying. And, uh, yeah, you know, then you, then you go to high place. Oh, yeah. it's, been, it's been dying for been dying for 22 years. Yeah. Uh, it's always, yeah. hey, man, I really feel like we got to be careful. Uh, we're getting away from the roots of the sport. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Jeremy McGrath started doing Supercross only. James Stewart went 24-0 and did not even participate in the series the next year. Um I, I th- this is not dying. This is not dying. We're good. We've yeah. survived much worse. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to hold it up. This weather thing you mentioned, 
when we don't have the mega hot weather, the racing almost always turns out better. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, well, look at the uh, the fall races for COVID year. Um, we were onto that then, and we talked about it, and the racers agreed with us. I remember we asked a bunch of guys one weekend. They're like, yeah, yeah, for sure, you know. Um, so it's a hard yep. sport. Motocross is very, very hard. And uh, if it's not hot, yes, they'll, they'll feel better. So um, what a day, though. Yeah, it was great. And, and like I said, good crowd. So that was awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into it. I want, obviously, the Lawrence battle uh, in the second moto was equal to the Rocks and Tomac battle at Thunder Valley. But we'll start with 450s. Uh, Tomac takes the win, 2-1, 1-2. Now, as I said to Tomac after the race, like, you sure had to work a hell of a lot harder than Chase Sexton did. Uh, You know, uh, Tomac starts not great. He did such a Tomac ride where he just got better and better as the motos went on and uh, and went 2-1 on the day. Sexton's first moto is a – it should be in a museum somewhere, 16-second lead. You know, that's (laughs) never getting dirty. Never making a mistake, but in the end, Tomac gets the win, and we got four winners in four rounds. And 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 I think Eli Tomac was was really really good at High Point. Yeah, I think we all knew this overall what was coming. It could have been Hangtown, it could have been Lakewood. It just happened to be here. And uh, yeah, it's really funny how starts get talked about so much. Um, Eli Tomac traditionally not a good starter. Uh, he's won four championships in motocross, and uh, who knows, maybe a fifth. Uh, he can start sixth. He can pass all five guys. I don't want to gloss over that. Um, that second moto, though, good Lord, that was amazing. Good Lord. I mean, Sexton briefly, you might even forget, it happened so quickly. Briefly, Sexton got to the lead, and you're thinking he's going to pull away, and he made one mistake, and Roxy got him back, and then yeah. the battle resumed, and it was just fantastic that a moto was decided by, like, these subtleties of a couple different lines, a couple different mistakes. It wasn't like one dude was just so much better. It was all about... Right place, right time, and goddamn when Tomac gets going, yeah. look out. JT, on a track like High Point, you've raced it a bunch, I felt like Tomac's lines were the rougher, uh, gnarlier straight lines as opposed to some of the guys going swinging wide. And You know, you have to kind of keep a momentum up, right? It's off cambers, it's up and down. You kind of got to flow with the track. You can't stop and go. But I thought Tomac in that second moto was like, you know what? I'm going through all the ruts, and I'm going through the roughest bumps, and I'm going to go through this fast. I thought his his determination, like, you watch his bike. His bike looked busy because I think he was just like, I am going straight this way. Uh, I liked his line choices as opposed to some guys swinging wide and, and going inside to out and doing all the things you had to ride. I thought Tomac shortened up the track, and it really helped him. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said, not even just about Tomac, but over time, I've heard that comment. I, I've witnessed it. Um, Jeremy McGrath made mention of that. Uh, I think I think it was at Show 500, uh, but it was it was recent. Maybe it was during uh, Fox Raceway. It could have been there. But one of his uh, performances lately on broadcasting, and Ricky Carmichael, I personally witnessed him do this. That basically, when you you know in the early laps, and when you're trying to go as fast as you possibly can, you can't choose like the smooth lines like you just have to go the fastest line and if that happens to also be the roughest oh. line then so be it and if you're not strong enough or fit enough and, and your bike doesn't work well enough to do that then it's going to be a tough time for you uh but i, I think tomac was just like yeah the fastest line is, is really rough but i'm on a factory 450 and that's okay i just need to go the shortest way around the track i don't need to carry momentum i don't need to do all these things that you know it, you think about like 250s or 125s, like it's all about momentum and they can't slow down. 
that's not really the case for a factory 450. Like they can get back up to speed so quickly that if there is a line that is a much shorter distance, especially, yeah. you know, in the early part of the race, you just have to use that. Yeah, actually, Jeremy said on the show 500, I stopped looking for smooth lines as opposed yeah. to his outdoor success. <laughs> That's, yeah. He said, I started just going through the middle, through the roughest part, right? Um, and, and now, just yeah. to further, you know, Ricky was really strategic about it. He would go really hard in the roughest, nastiest, fastest line for about 10, 15 minutes. And then the next 15, he would go on the smooth line and he would just cruise around. But he had already built up such a lead in the in the in the fast line that he could go wherever he wanted you know so there was a completely different approach in the second half and he had already earned that that lead and weed you touched on this like and i asked sexton this after the race like if he doesn't make that mistake for the mechanics area and gets sideways like maybe the race change maybe the whole thing changes right like he kind of got caught up in that kenny got him back now he's eating roost now he's got to get back by roxon again tomac uh, is reeling him in slowly I don't know for sure. I, I tend to lead that. I tend to lean towards Tomac still winning, but you don't know. Like if Sexton just gets in front, gets some clean air, and, and rides his race, maybe he goes one-one. Weege, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I was definitely when he got around Roxon and Tomac was still there in third. Um, I was definitely thinking, oh man, he might just get away. Then he made that mistake, and Roxon, um, they kind of came together a little bit in that billboard turn, which really slowed him up. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're saying, when Tomac's on. And he was, he ran a 204 lap at one point in that second moto. To assume anyone's going to beat him is a stretch. But I just like how these guys are evenly matched enough where one thing, one mistake, one. Uh, Tomac said the whole problem in the first moto was he just didn't pick good lines. Like we are down to the smallest details um, making a difference. And if you look at it, it's throughout the pack, right? Like McElrath beat Anderson and Dunge in a moto last week. And this week he was like ninth. Uh, Savachi beat Dunge in the first moto. Got beat by Dunge in the second moto. Yeah. Like it is down to any moto, any time. Small bike change, line choice, couple things here and there. Yeah, it's a four or five position difference. It's really cool. What about that first moto from Sexton? Oh, that was that was something, that was something else. Yeah, I thought. I was wondering. Um, you know, he's pretty competitive. We, I think he's more competitive than his personality on the podium. Let's on like JT. You saw how me uh, how sorry. Uh, no, you weren't there at Thunder Valley. At Thunder Valley, everybody was saying how mad he looked behind the podium compared to how mad he looked on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to wonder if there was a little bit of like, I'm kicking everybody's ass next week well, when I get to high point. I think like we talked about the Lakewood thing where, look, he basically won, right? I mean, obviously he did, yeah. but he basically won. And that's where we're at, I think, with Sexton JT. Like, he's, you know, this is a different Chase Sexton, I think. Like, he may not win this title, but he's making some statements. No, I think he's uh, he's coming into his own. You know, I think we're we are witnessing him maturing. You know, and maybe it's not he's not all the way there. He's not a finished uh, product yet, but we're we're witnessing the evolution of it right now. To where he wins when everything's okay, and when things aren't perfect, he gets second or third. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, he was frustrated after the second moto. I think he he knew and he knows how good he is right now, and when he doesn't win. He knows he's probably the reason for it. Like, I don't think he goes into any moto thinking that anybody's going to be better than him, right? So if he mm-hmm. loses, then it's his own fault. Like, he did something to, to keep himself from winnings, and I think that's getting frustrating for him right now. But, you know, as, as he said after the race, like, he still got the points lead. They tied in points today, and it's one round closer to the end. 
You know, no, he's got the right place. Yeah. So right. I told him, I'm like, hey, you yeah. can be you can be frustrated because I can see it in his face. You know, before the cameras turn on, I can see he's he's angry. And I'm like, you're leaving here. Like, if your bad days are this, and you still leave with a points lead, yeah. Like, yeah, the other guys are going to run out of time if it keeps going this way. Yep. Yep. I I agree. Like, yeah, it was it was a it was a good day for both of those guys on 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 different different reasons, right? Uh, who's going to be the first repeat winner coming in a Redbud? Ooh. Right? We're going to get a repeat Ooh, winner dude, here. Does, does Redbud really favor anyone? Because I don't know that it does. Yeah, weather favors Tomac if it's hot, right? But, um, yeah. yeah, Sexton's been really good there. I mean, so. it's kind of a home track for Sexton, both Ironman and Redbud. Yeah. But I don't know that the results say that it, anybody's just way better than there, you know, yeah. than the other guy there. Yeah. Like, you know, Zacco was great there. Cincerillo has been great there. But none of those, neither of those guys are there. Yep. Um, Anderson, third overall. Uh, we had a Dunge third overall until two la- three laps to go. Dunge was third overall. Uh, AP uh, much much better in the second moto. Uh, looked great, and then he twisted an ankle and dropped you know ten spots or whatever. But we had Dunge third overall, which would have been pretty damn cool. We had Dunge leading a lap. Uh, yeah, bummer for Ryan Dunge. I think everyone was cheering for Dunge to get that podium wage. Yeah, and um, there's many ways to look at this. First of all, he rode awesome. Like, he only was down, I think, at the finish. Was he 11 seconds off of Tomac, I think? Um, so that's as much of a win as the actual finishing position because he ends up, what did he get in the moto, fifth, fourth? Oh, oh, in the second moto? Yeah, fourth. In the second moto? Yeah, yeah fourth. Fourth, I think. Yep. Right, so fourth seems like a step forward, but it's more of the, how competitive uh, he was and uh, how close he was. Um yeah, and it did flips. I, I don't know. Roxon did put in a heck of a last lap. He went a 207, dungeon a 210, and he stole the spot away. When Plessinger made the mistake, that vaulted Anderson ahead of Dunge anyway. But I really feel that as cool as it would have been to get a podium, it doesn't matter completely because the bottom line is Dunge was way, way, way more competitive. And this is something you can work with, right? Like, Dunge has got to be walking out of this race saying, like, okay, I'm in there with these guys. He saw them. I mean, he almost passed Sexton at one point. Yeah. Right in the race. Yep. Yeah, I think it's that's it's, huge. We saw Paula good, Hangtown, eh, Lakewood not good, but he was sick. And yep. now we see Dunge getting stronger at high point. And guess what? We're going to Millville, we're going to Southwick, we're going to Redbud. All places where I mean he's won everywhere. But to me, those tracks are he's crushed them at Millville and Southwick before, you know? So yeah, getting better. Ryan Dungey. Yeah, I obviously spoke with him on the podium. They brought him up, which was cool. They brought up Roxon and Dungey uh, on the podium. And, I mean, he was in such a good mood. Like, you can tell he's he's genuinely enjoying this. And I flash back to 2014, 15, 16, you know, even 17 for Supercross. I'm not saying he was miserable, but it wasn't this. It wasn't this kind of you know, happy-go-lucky, white-hearted Ryan Dungey. And uh, I flew with him on Sunday morning. Uh, I connected through Minneapolis, and obviously that's he's going home to Minneapolis. And he's just, like, you can just tell there's no pressure. Like, he's having fun. Obviously, High Point was a good weekend for him, and I think he just felt like he was in the mix with the best guys, which is where he wanted to be. And uh, for me, that's, that's the part I like the most is he's actually, like, he, he's enjoying this. Like this isn't a chore for him to be out there anymore. He's uh, he's kind of soaking it all in as we go. Yeah, he's he's in a great mood. I mean, I'm not getting a see you next week, buddy, but I think it's coming. Oh, oh, 
Yeah. I was wondering what changed because he got so much better. You know, that, that, that second moto was so much closer, so much more competitive to the front guys. So, so much, Dunge is so saying... Much, so, his, so much better? So much better. Right. So, I believe uh, Dunge sat on the podium and even in the, the media corral after the race. Didn't he say, JT, like some of the bike changes we made really paid off? Yeah, yeah, he um, said yeah. They've, been, they've been working on the bike a ton. Yeah. yeah, well, here's hilarious. You'll really enjoy this one, Steve. So, I asked Ian Harrison after the race. And he's like, honestly, we barely changed anything. I think he just started with them and saw them enough to just pick up the intensity. He's like, we really didn't change anything. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. Um, I just heard about this from somebody else, not the Dunge thing, and I'm trying to think of the rider who told me big changes. And then I spoke to the team, and they said, yeah, we went like two clicks. <laughs> I forget who it was. Yeah, it I, I sounds similar. Yeah. yeah, Ian said huge changes between the first round at Hangtown, and since then they did like a minor shock change. Right. Like I don't think that's the thirty to forty seconds right. that he made up in that moto. I don't think. I it's... think. I, I think uh, a lot of these guys are have been going, working on the bike a lot. Um, I know Barsha mentioned that they had been doing a ton of testing, trying to get him back up to speed. So it seems like. You know the the bike issues and everybody searching on the bike is is a pretty common theme in the pits right now. Well, I can I can vouch for that too. Like every team or every rider, I just, just about every team and every rider I ever worked for, when you hit high point, which was the first East Coast race, your bike no longer was any good because you tested at Cahia and Glen Helen and wherever back west, right? Um, factory wise, they they do a little bit more East Coast stuff than they did in my day, but yes, lots of throwing things at the bikes on the first East Coast race. So, um, yeah, that's 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 something that you've seen a lot. Um, but I don't think that's it with Dunge. I think Dunge just clicked. Like he just, yeah, no. He just rode better. He just rode better. It wasn't a magic setting that all of a sudden gained him 30 freaking seconds in a moto. He just no. rode better. Uh, he did get a bad start in the first moto, and kind of, but he was still in the mix. Like, he was sixth, but, like, closer. You know, he wasn't getting worked, I don't think, as far. I don't know what the gap was. I don't remember. But it seemed like he rode kind of by himself for most of it. Um, and then the second moto, when he got the start, he was, yeah, he was fine. So, uh, but Anderson third overall, quiet day from Anderson, three, five, but gets on the podium. So yeah, good job to Anderson and the Cowie guys. Uh, the, uh, it, it's still the same issue though. Like the, the mistakes are still prevalent. That That's really, I mean, Anderson's riding well. He's the fastest qualifier. He's in the mix, but the, the little mistakes are, are holding him back. Still yeah. the problem. JT, I feel you almost asked him that in Moto One on the podium. You almost went there. Yeah, and I did. I did in Moto Two because uh, yeah, because he got you know the overall podium. I yeah. just said, you know what's everything's there, but it's still that that small mistake that is is the problem. Like that's that's the only missing ingredient. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he knows that. You know, it's not like yeah. I'm, you know, it's not rocket science. But I I don't know that he has an answer of how to fix that. Like you're going, they're going as hard as they possibly can and. Unfortunately, he's making costly mistakes. You know, they, they really are the difference right now. If you look at his results, it's not the riding. It's not really anything other than, you know, untimely mistakes, which I don't know if there is a timely mistake, but they're, they're hurting him badly. Yeah, I mean, he caught Tomac. He tips over, right, in the first moto and is fast enough to catch Tomac and show him a wheel. Uh, he was riding well, but yep. he tipped over. Yep. Yep. Um, rocks and bad start, first moto, like 15th, I think-ish. Uh, and then worked at seventh, third in the second moto, obviously led a little bit there. And then afterwards said that the the bike wasn't great and they need to do some work on the bike. Um, 
And I'm like, okay, all right, well, at least he, you know, when, when he's happy with his bike and when he's feeling it, he can back it up with a win. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't very stoked on his 7-3 on the day. I think any time when you're Kenny and you lead and, you know, you kind of get past, you're not happy about that. But um, I don't know. I thought it was an okay day for Kenny. But, you know, that first moto start was maybe one of the worst ones we've seen in a long time. Yeah, seventh seventh is, isn't good. I don't think you're going to see him happy about a seventh right now. Right. Uh, Dunge fifth overall, like we said, got third, had third late. Um, go from third overall to fifth. That, that's a kick in the nuts for sure. Yeah, how nuts would the crowd have been if he was on the oh, podium? I know, right? Yeah. But they were going pretty crazy when he got that hole shot, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they were into it. Um, yeah. Barsha, yeah. I talked to a TLD guy, and they're just like, yeah, I mean, last week they, they did some major bike changes. They put the brace in the frame like we talked about uh, last week. And this week, Barsha was better again. And, you know, he got COVID after the last race, as we talked about. And he's just... The TLD person told me they were just way behind, way behind on all of that stuff. So he's getting better, you know. Uh, yeah, six. He's more yeah. in the, more in the fight, so that that's got to be good for him. Um, how about Savachi? How about that first moto for Savachi? I thought that was Anderson on lap one. I even tweeted, "Ah, it's Anderson," just because I could see from far away it was a green bike. But oh no, it was Joey Savachi, and uh, he hung in there pretty good. Good job. That's you know that's what he's got to be. That's where he's got to go. Well, he's he is. I think he's got to give Anderson those tips is if you're going to crash, do it after the checkered flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As I, I told him, you know, he's so exhausted from that battle. And then he didn't really like that, but he said everyone was tweeting him and texting him photos of him sprayed out. So, <laughs> but he's like, no, I was not exhausted, but uh, a, a fifth place for Savachi. I mean, yeah, more of that, right? Like if he can start getting in there, Weege into that, into that range. Yeah, I thought it was great, but classic uh, Joey Savacci uh, wasn't happy with himself, didn't think it was good, and uh, said, oh, I just happened to get a good start. And uh, I was there with uh, Team Fried, Tom Jornet, talking to him, and I'm like, well, you're the guy who was not happy with his riding even when he won races. And he's like, no, I never did that. And I'm like, Minneapolis Supercross, you won, you were not happy. And he's like, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if Savacci should be pumped on fifth, he, he held off some serious dudes. Getting fifth in this field right now is legit. Look, he, it's a big step for him, but nope, not good enough. Cowie held him out three weeks ago because he wasn't ready. Yeah. And, and now three weeks, three races in, he's a fifth in a moto. Like, yeah, he got a good start and pulled away, but that's part of the game. You know? Like, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I You know, I, he, did, yeah. he did admit to me, too, like, you know, he probably, he did not crash because he was exhausted, although that's a great joke, and I'll make it tonight on the Pulp Show with him. Um he, you know, when you get up into that mix and you battle with those guys, I'm sure he exerted more energy, just like Dunge got the tail and Dunge figured it out. And, you know, he was a bit flat in Moto2. That didn't stop, again, him and Barsha going at it uh, in Moto2. But uh, uh, that was also good to, to watch. But, yeah, he, he admitted that, yeah, you know what, maybe I was. Maybe I was a little flat after, you know, running that pace in Moto1. But he'll get there. He'll get there when it's time. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig, not a good day for Christian. Uh, eight, six on the day. Just sort of, eh, right? He was really fast in, uh, in qualifying. Yep. I was watching him specifically. And, man, he was think, so good in some sections. I think he was second at one point in qualifying. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think the, uh, you know, on the, on the West Coast tracks, he was able to move forward. And if he didn't get a good start in this one, it just seemed like he wasn't. Like he, I, I think the day would have looked much differently had he gotten a good start. He just really wasn't kind of up there. 
Yep. Um, go ahead. I think in a second moto he got one, and then there was a crazy exchange over that tunnel jump, that RC double or whatever you want to call it, where I think he almost got landed on. There's a picture of him actually looking back, afraid again, and I think he got shuffled. Okay. Like right uh, on those down the stair steps downhill, and that screwed him. Uh, Marchbanks ten ten. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Ninth overall. Good job. For Just the... rock solid. Yeah. It's incredible, right? Like, I wrote this last week, JT. I think, like, he, I think he rides a 250. Like, I, I need to win. I'm the best guy here. I can win. And then he, he makes mistakes out of, you know, errors and pushing too hard and being angry. And, you know, we've seen when he gets past, he kind of loses composure sometimes. And I think it's a 250 mentality. And then now, and I don't know this to be true, but just a theory, like now he's like, hey, this is 450s. These are the big dogs. I'm just happy to be here. I'm going to try my hardest. And then he doesn't make those mistakes. He just He's calmer because he doesn't yeah, expect be, to win. I would say there's probably some truth in that, and I would, always, I would also add in there that uh, you know the 250s, a lot of guys kind of override the bike, and the 450, you don't have to really override it. You have power for days. Um, so maybe that's kind of working in his favor as well. But yeah, good good job for and he came up in both motos too. So he passed a lot of guys and him and Troll Train. Oh, that was good. Him and Troll Train battled both motos. Of course, I didn't see the cameras get that at all, but uh, maybe one of the, one of the best races out there. We're a little busy following Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton and Ken wow. Roxanne and Ryan Dungey. Sorry, you missed Sorry. A, you missed a hell of a battle with Troll and Marchbanks. Unfortunately, Marchbanks got us in both motos, but. Um, how about Antonio Caroli? Uh, I, I thought he could maybe get a podium on the day. He, uh, what did he qualify? Qualified fifth, so that was good. And then, yeah, he went in for Craig for the pass, and as he said to me afterwards, he doesn't usually ride like that. He just came in too hot, laid it down, hurt his knee. It's, it's an old injury, and it swelled up, and it's got fluid in there. And, yeah, he couldn't finish either moto. Um, he also had a bit of a front wheel issue in, this, in moto one. And then I don't know if you guys watched him in Moto2, but he had 39th gate pick or whatever. He almost pulled it. He, he, he did. He almost pulled it. He went right to the straight to the bank to try to bank off the bank that was there, a la Bradshaw, Anaheim. And he almost got it, but then a, a Suzuki rider, Hartraft, or, or Welton pushed him off, and he had to wait and all of that. But he was close to pulling off like a top five start. From, from the David last Coombs has a uh, David Coombs has a great video of it. Oh, does he? I'm not sure if it's Facebook or Instagram, somewhere, somewhere yeah, yeah. on social media. David yeah. Coombs posted a video of it. Yeah. So DNF, DNF for Carolla, and he's going home. JT, that's it, done. Yeah, he. Uh, I talked to him in the uh, morning show and did an interview with him, and he said that there's a chance he would come back later in the season. Uh, you know, we've told the story a few times where. He kind of got pump faked a little bit. You know, he was getting ready, then told the deal was off because they were bringing in Hurlings, and then Hurlings couldn't do it, so then he got brought back in. And he just said that was frustrating because he felt like he lost a lot of preparation time uh, and momentum during that. And I think also he wants to work on the bike quite a bit. You know, that production chassis and the, the lack of uh, flexibility on that, like he just doesn't have the range of adjustment that he's used to, and he wants to kind of work on that. Um, so it sounded like, you know, I don't know how bad the knee is, but it sounded like there was a chance he would come back later in the season. So let's hope for that. Can't believe KTM can't get him to stay, but now, I mean, now he's got a bit of a knee issue, but yeah, I mean, come on. Unbelievable. Uh, he did go away from the scoop tire for Moto2 though. 
He did, he did. Oh, to, to take he the scoop did. off, yes. <laughs> yep. Which, I mean, you watch that track in Moto 1, and you're like, how's that scoop working out, Tony? How's that? Is that, is that good? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. that means he pulled that start without the scoop, though. He would have had it for sure. Yeah, yeah, probably, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, too bad for Antonio Caroli. McElrath, 10th overall, 13-9. That's kind of like what I thought. He got 5th in the Moto last week at – Lakewood, which is good, uh, but, you know, yeah. 7-10 to 10 for McElrath seems about where I think he should go. And he kind of almost an invisible day. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Brandon Hartraft's better. 11-11, uh, no, wait, sorry, 12-12 uh, on the day for Hartraft. And I talked to him afterwards, and I'm like, well, you know, you're better. And so they went to a motor that was really, really fast, and he could barely hang on. And... I don't know why they didn't put last year's motor in, but he said that's what they wanted to do, and he could barely hang on, and they, and they went back to the slower motor, and he feels like he can hang on now. So 12-12 is where Hart Raft is, should be-ish, and it was much better this week. And Yeah, good. I just questioned the testing program myself, but, hey, what do I know? So good job for Brandon. Too much motor with that RM Army. Too yeah, much motor. Too much motor. That happens. Yep. Uh, Benny Bloss. Kept it upright. JT's your theory on Benny. Holding solid right now. I don't know what my theory is, but he had a good day. Your theory is is that when he crushes it in qualifying, he tries oh, too hard. Yeah. Uh he was I thought he was decent in qualifying. Fourteenth. No? Fourteenth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I I think there's something to that. I think his expectations just get away from him a little bit. Um and we I mean we've seen him run, you know, it's been a few years, but run in the top five before, right? And I think he gets those those old memories rekindled and, and gets some adrenaline pumping and then he just tries too hard. So maybe a little bit of March banks on the two fifty ish where he's just like, yeah, just, just let it happen, man. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do anything other than just try your hardest. Uh, AP, what a, what a moto turnaround wage. I mean, obviously he twisted his ankle, but dude, where'd that come from? That was awesome. Yeah. So, so, so weird. I, I see him uh, before practice and he's super pumped. I mean, he's always super pumped. But he's like, now we got the good forks now. My, my arm is hurting because the, the bike wasn't right, but we got it. It's going to be a great day. And then he actually said the word perfect, which uh, first rider in the history of the sport says his bike was perfect. So I was expecting big things out of him, and then the first moto was not good at all. And then uh, second moto was great. Uh, even though he didn't finish the second moto, the riding was way better. So good day, bad day. Turns out he's not even that hurt either. I saw him walking around yeah. at the end. Yeah, I think he was yep. fine. I talked to somebody who talked to the team, and they're like, yeah, he's fine. So I'm like, oh, wow, because that looked pretty serious. But um, that's That old uh, foot ankle injury he had from Daytona years ago on the Yamaha, he's like, yeah, that ankle hasn't bent that much in a long time, so I think I just needed to, you know, settle it down, and it'll be fine long term. Yep. Uh, do, do, is this a turnaround? What do we think? Do we think this is for real, the second moto? I mean, he moved forward. Uh, he was passing guys. I, like, yes. I mean, I'm just not sure. Well, we got a weekend off, so maybe he'll be fine. Like, I don't know. He he, he might be off the bike for a couple of days just because right. of this relatively minor injury, which is not good. But, uh, yeah, I think there was definite signs, especially what he was talking about before the day. He really seemed to think that they were in a better spot. He needs to be. You know, you know there's more in there than we've been seeing. It has to turn at some point. Right, right. Uh, Troll Train. Battles with Marchbank's first moto, 11th in moto two. And guys, guys, we are heading to Redbud, Southwick, and Millville, tracks that he has dominated on before. What do we think? 
Great, great. Thanks. Thanks to both of you. Wait, wait. What do you mean? How much? What do you? What do you want to say? How much dominant domination are we going to get? Yeah. How much domination are we going to get in the next three races? I mean, I, maybe he gets. A, maybe he gets top ten. Wow! Wow! This is a gentleman that's podiumed at all of these races. So you're you're going podium? I'm not going podium because it's four fifties, obviously. But I mean, what what's what's the what's the ceiling here? Top ten. Oh wow! Jesus, Weech. He never he never can stop. He can't stop. I, I, I don't know. Like, who is he supposed to beat? Like, that's tough. Can like, he, who is he going to leapfrog? Can, can, he, can, he get, can he get into that 8, eight, eight to 10 range? That's a top 10, Steve. Like, I don't know what you, you go, wow. And then you go, can he go eight to, like 8 to 10? Like, that doesn't make any damn sense. Can he go 5? I don't, I don't think so. Look at who's getting fifth right now. That's the problem. Dude, he's good at these tracks, though. But you want to take it as a slight, but you look at the results and you tell me. Wow. I, I don't know who he's supposed to beat. Like, okay, he's been battling at Marchbanks. Can he leapfrog ahead of him at these races? Yes. Um, if you look at the group ahead of him, like, should he be with Savachi Dunge, Plessinger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Maybe. Melville? Melville? I don't think eighth is impossible. I don't. But that's, I mean, that's right. the I'm top just, 10. We're like, just going to move on. We're just going to move on, but you guys will see. You will Whatever. see. Uh, Marshall Welton, 15th. I don't even like talking about troll train with you because you try to turn everything into us no, bashing. No, I, I didn't. I'm you not. Can't I'm, even have a I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm not going to bash. I'm just, Thank God. We'll, just, we'll just see how these go, these three races, all right? Just, I'll check in with you gentlemen no, but you, after Millville. No, but you have to give us some sort of realistic expectation. When I say top, top 10, and you freak out, and then you say freak you think out. he can get eighth. I don't know where the difference is there. I, I didn't freak out, but fifth, eighth. That's a. Those are two very big differences. Fifth and eighth are very oh, different. Okay, right we'll, now in this we'll, class. we'll check in with you guys later. But it's un, it's indisputable if you look at his results in the vault. I know, but the leapfrog he has to do to significantly improve his results means he has to beat three or four really good guys if he's going to make a jump from say. 11 to 7. So that's what makes it hard. All right. Uh, Welton. I mean, Dunge, okay. Crowley, Plessinger. Okay, Dunge and Crowley were 6 7 pretty much guys well, the, Cro- the first couple races. He's got to get in that group. Crowley's out. Crowley's leaving. Crowley's leaving. We got him. Okay, so now he's yeah. got to beat Dunge or Plessinger pretty much yeah. to make a huge leap. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He's going to beat right. Dunge at Millville because, Mil- yeah, he's not good at Millville at all. Troll's good at Millville. Yeah, yeah. So this might be this too. might be a battle of the irresistible force versus the unmovable object. Okay, let me know how much you want to bet, and I'll take Dunge. Okay, I will. Uh, Rod, Bell- I do want to say that I made a hundred dollar bet on a Paris Supercross with uh, Brayton versus Troll. I won the hundred dollars. I then invested the hundred dollars into the stock Coinbase, <laughs> and we are losing our ass on this hundred dollars. So, yeah, careful, JT. It's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and but for a while, Troll was looking good. When JB was missing races with COVID and missing race with a concussion, we were looking good. <laughs> I know, but we still eked it out. Our veteran savvy. We know how to manage a series, Steve. <laughs> the veteran savvy against the other veteran. Well, actually, he was rookie of the but year. Rookie. Yeah, He's a rookie. rookie. Right. We knew this kid. We knew this kid would have his highs and lows. We'd get him in the long run. Right. Uh, Welton, 15th. Rod Bell's continuing to be solid. 16th for Rod Bell. Henry Miller. Uh, Chris Canning shows up. 
Chris Canning is a Justin Heft. Justin mean. Heft crushed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Weege. Oh, Weege, did you tell anybody? No, I didn't know about it until after the race. I saw a bunch of social media, and I'm like, "Good lord!" What? 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 Uh, it's frustrating to see that. It, it, it is. Yeah, it, I, I don't understand. So I'm assuming there's a database from last year, and right. they don't change the numbers. I don't care. Canning did not race Supercross, so maybe the database didn't get updated until today. But he entered the race. It's it, 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 a mistake is understandable in practice and qualifying, and then it never gets fixed. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that you have to have a setup. This is not a mistake. This is the system that it has doesn't automatically catch. The guy has a national number. He has not participated in an event until now. There has to be a system that doesn't need an entire race right. to go by yeah. before it realizes, oh, that number's changed this year. It's it's Well, again, they, they're using the same thing from 1995. The, the whole nothing has changed in the AMA live timing and scoring and since 1995. Imagine the software updates. Well, you don't have to imagine. Just go go see MXGP. Go see MXGP live timing. Look at that. Made by some company called Tag. Probably not known well for time. Things like that. Um, and, and there you go. There's like a modern. You think that Tag made that? Well, whatever. I just that's they're, they're, it's just sponsored I'm, by. I'm sure they're involved. No, they're just sponsored by them. You don't think they're involved? I'm in them? not okay. sure this oh, is okay. a. Uh, Tag Heuer is not running the scoring. Well, I'm not saying they're running it. I'm not saying they're running it, but yes. No, it's just a sponsor. I'm not sure this is an AMA thing, as in, um, unless somebody saw heft on the AMA timing sheets. Is that what we're talking about? I think it was a TV graphics only. Yeah, it's right? just TV. It's just TV. Yeah. So yeah, their he- database is reading something and thinking, oh, yeah, we know that number. That number 73 on the track or whatever it is, that's. Uh, that well, was number 73 last year. I checked in for Chris Canning for Pulp Mex Fantasy, and I was told he was riding those J-Day Enduro races in New England. So I figured if he could do those, he would be fine. And uh, so that's why I picked him, and he did really well. 34th to 17th in Moto2, JT. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. He was good. I picked him as well. Um, I was trying to find him on the – like, my, my motos are pretty hectic. Like, I'm trying to find guys to talk to, and I'm, there's a lot of, like, kind of uh, – I don't know, preparatory work to get these guys on screen, you know, right. like I'm back right. and forth. So then I'll look at the screens while I have a second just to see kind of what's going on uh, results-wise other than what I'm listening to with Weege kind of walking through the leaders. And I, I'm like, where the hell is Canning at? And I kept seeing Heft, and I'm like, oh, it took me like <laughs> way too long to figure out where yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, all right, good job for that. Uh, Lohovny, he's a local, isn't he, Weege? Isn't he local PA dude? Racing. Oh, yeah, another guy, Megawatt, who's our uh, announcer, but he's local to the Morgantown area. Loves himself some Vinny Luhovi, baby. Yeah, Luhovi. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Putting in the points. Uh, Grant yeah, Har- it's a rookie year for him. Yep. Grant Harlan, 21-19. Good moves. Late, late in the race. He got, he's got Stepik late in the race for uh, 20th, and uh, yeah. So he said he's going to get on the uh, barge back to the Big Island after, right. after the race, and then as soon as he says he lands, it takes a week or so. He has to turn around and come back to Redbud. So, tough travel. It is. That's a long haul. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? 450-wise? Uh, welcome back, Ricky Randella. Randanella. Ricci. Yeah, Ricci. Ricci. Ricky. Ricci, Ricky. Yeah. yeah. Back. Yep. That's, that's totally the name of somebody who played in Bon Jovi. 100%. He was named after the yeah, keyboardist like in Jovi. 
Yeah, it's an amalgamation of like all the Bon Jovi band names. Yeah, hundred percent. You put them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tico Torres and Ricky Sambora. You yep. combine it all together. Yep. 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 Uh, what else? Uh, yeah. All right. Colin Park was there. Colin Park. Uh, had oh a yeah. Good, yeah. He showed up. I think this is first national ever, right, JT? I believe we we we. Uh, we yes, it was. We yep. determined that. So uh, he was in the points in one moto. He's on, riding a four fifty. So. Uh, See Kyle Peters there uh, with yeah. headset helping out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I talked. I talked to KP. He says he's. Yep. Uh, he says he's good. He's going to race again. I, I. I mean, look, he had a pretty good, serious uh, crash. So I wasn't sure. So. Yeah. You know, but yeah, good to see KP, back. Um, yep. All right. Anything else? Four fifty wise. All right, moving on. Enjoying. Yeah. yeah all right. Okay, moving on. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, of course. Uh, JT, how's things at Fly Racing? All good, man. Just. Uh... Keeping on, keeping on, just heading towards 2023 here, slowly but surely. All right. Uh, Fly Racing, get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. The same gear that Justin Brayton wears. Perhaps. Oh, I'm getting some. Yeah. Uh, Brayton, who has been 90% confirmed to come co-host the Paul Bamex show coming up. We each, are nice. we, are, are, are we uh, going to join him or do we know? Nah, it's all good, good, Steve. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, well, there's a change. I was going to come in May. A Monday during the school year, no prop. A Monday during the summer where there is no school, big prop. With Justin Brayton. I, I, I'm aware. You missed his... Um, as much as I would like to be, though, he is not actually a part of my family, as, you, as great as that would be. You you missed a retirement party. I know. You know, but okay. Iowa race. Yep. 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 What, whatever, Weech. Um, we got plenty of time now. He's He's back. He's back. Okay. Been announced as a racer again. The, the worst kept secret in the sport. Yeah, World Supercross with Cole Seeley. He's uh, not retiring. Did anyone? Is anyone shocked? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> JT bust open the fly contract. Brayton's back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's ever going to retire. And this, like, I don't know. It, it's been the plan, right? Like the retirement thing was one thing, but this has always been the plan to kind of keep on he, racing select stuff. Heck, he might race next summer World Supercross too. I don't think yep. he's ruled that out, right? No, I don't. I mean, the way the the financial opportunities that are kind of there right now, I don't. I don't really blame him. Right. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, uh, Renthal Maxis. I talked about off the top. Uh, great companies as well. Thank you to Coba Links. Cobalinks.com, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Uh, it's a lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha's. Gain some confidence. Have your bike work a little better. Uh, your suspension will be a bit plusher. You can get those through motorsport.com or go to Cobalinks.com. Built and designed in Boise, Idaho. Pulp MX code to save for free shipping as well. So if you're a shorter person of shorter stature or if your wife, girlfriend can't quite touch the ground on anything, pit bikes or dirt bikes, whatever it is, Cobalinks will make you a lowering suspension link for that bike that will really, really help. And also thanks to the folks at motorsport.com. You can uh, simply uh, uh, go to the banner on pulpamex.com to go to motorsport to help us out. Great prices, OEM and aftermarket parts. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. Ryan Villapoto, Phil Nicoletti, myself, motorsport.com athletes. They got a cool contest on, on Instagram as well to win gear and win tires. So go to motorsport.com. Trust me, their customer service and everything else is next to uh, second to none. And thanks to uh, uh, motorsport.com. Also, thank you to the folks at uh, UASA Batteries, Weege. Yes, uh, proud backers of Ronnie Stewart because he embodies the passion and soul of motocross. But we don't see Ronnie Stewart at all the races anymore. So more importantly... The batteries themselves, the company's been around since the 1970s. they got the latest and greatest technology. 
So go check it out. You also batteries. Uh, pretty much every bike, except for those RM armies, you're going to need a good one. And if you're anything like me, you let the bike sit in the garage too long, and uh, you'll need a new one eventually. So, so go to UASA Batteries. And also uh, Onyx Maps. Let's throw that in there, Steve. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Onyx Maps. Uh, yeah. Uh, the great Jeremy McGrath uses this. I saw it on his phone. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, over uh, one trillion miles of uh, trails in in the in, out there on the is that it is yes we're up to a trillion i think it's a trillion uh, we're up to yes we're up to a trillion miles and you can leave notes so you can uh leave notes for people like hey watch for this watch for that uh steve you're a kom you used to talk about the koms or koh or whatever the heck it is on strava and people would lay down rocks yeah and obstacles yep yeah yeah so you could leave notes in onyx maps right. about watch out this trail's washed out there's been a problem and you can download the maps on your phone um, if you're not on service, which is often the case out there. I would put on every trail out here, watch out for rocks on every trail. That's what well, I that's, that, that's literally what the trails are made out of. Right. Uh, so thanks. JT those. won't even do it. JT <laughs> won't even do it. There are so many rocks where he rides weeds. It's unbelievable. He, uh, we just done it. We just I, done I've done it. it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's insane yeah. how many rocks there are. Yes. It's riding on marbles the whole time. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, all right. Thanks uh, Thanks to those companies for supporting the pod. Uh, 250 class from High Point. Hey, Hunter was pissed. Hunter was not happy <laughs> that he lost that battle to Jet in the second moto. What a, what a duel. What a great duel. Despite that guy on Twitter, he's about the only one who didn't like it. Uh, that was really cool to watch, Weege. I guess so. I mean, I, I didn't. I guess you saw maybe closer after the moto than I did. Maybe JT, you could weigh in. JT, did you feel that way? That Hunter was super pissed? Uh, he was frustrated, but when he was up on the podium, he wasn't, he wasn't angry at all. I just, I just think he's competitive. He wants to win, right? I don't, I don't think, because yeah. people were telling me in my headset also that he was really angry. And I, so I, when I went back and watched them coming off the track, I don't think he was as mad as people were making it out. Okay. I thought he was, I thought right after the checkers and all that, he looked, I mean, yeah, yeah of yeah. course he wants, he wants to win, but I, I thought it was like really angry and and i think it was just like you know he just wanted to win didn't win like he was fine he high-fived well, his brother it's fine i think always again like he got passed right for the win so when that happens and you're a guy like hunter who just you know wants to win expects to win and then your brother passes you and takes the win and you know that that sucks right like if you charged up from fifth to second ah you know that's what happened but yeah you know what i thought was the most critical part of the race was I don't know when it was. I'd have to go back and watch. It's about halfway, though. Maybe a little bit before halfway. He is starting to check out. And Justin Cooper and Jet get into a battle. And Cooper actually passes Jet. Hunter makes a mistake somewhere on that lap and lets those guys close that gap back down. I think if he doesn't make that mistake there and he holds that lead and kind of maybe even able to push away a little bit i think jet i don't want to say jet gets up but i don't think jet is inspired to go chase him down when hunter screwed up and he came back to them i think jet's mindset for the rest of the race kind of changed in that moment jet is so composed weege he's so he's like um he's a kid right so you know you think you'd make mistakes or whatever but the dude just keeps trucking and doesn't really make mistakes, doesn't seem to get rattled, can get, like, he's just, I mean, look, this is an old story, but he's the total package. He's just great. I mean, I, breaking first, news. First breaking of all, news. that moto was unbelievable. Yes, I know. It's not shocking. The First of all, that moto was unbelievable. That's as good as it gets. Um, you know, two guys ended up separated by a half second at the end. They each passed each other twice, I think. 
Um, and to see the chess match of really just figuring out the lines throughout the moto, I don't know if it was like either one was necessarily way faster than the other, but it was like it was the line choice was making massive differences, which I think was really cool to, that it's down to, like I said, in the 450 class, these details now. But the one advantage that Jed has had, and he even was able to do it in Supercross, I feel like he can ride at 97% or 95 or something, and that's fast enough. And he can ride that pace the whole time, as you said, composed. Uh, if he needs to go a little faster, he has it. And maybe other guys, I don't know about Hunter in this particular situation, we'll, we'll get to say, let's take Michael Mosman, for example. Mosman is going as fast as Chet a lot, but it's probably 100% for him. He's on the edge. Yep. It's probably the same thing Anderson's dealing with. He's able to go anyone's speed, but he doesn't. he's, not, he, he's on the edge to do it, and Chet's not on the edge. Uh, he's made some dumb mistakes in Supercross, but I don't think it's from... Um, Normally pushing that hard. The the Forkner deal that obviously was a was bad, um, but for the most part, I think he's like, I can ride this controlled pace and it's good enough to keep up, so I'm good. I yeah. don't need to go in my head. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. It was yeah. It was. It was uh, so what a battle! What a battle! Yeah, it God, was. Man. And yeah. that and that JT. What was their gap at the at, at the at the finish? Uh, let me look here. Um, the last time I looked it was about 15 seconds. It was 36 seconds over Justin Cooper and JT. 36. 36. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And we might see more of that, JT, in the coming races. Uh, yeah, it could be. I, I think Justin Cooper had a pretty off day. I think he'll be better than that. I know he was not happy throughout the day with how he was riding, how the bike was working. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to beat him by thirty seconds very often. I just think it wasn't uh, wasn't a very good day. So, uh, I mean, that, that that shouldn't take anything away from how great they were on the day. I just think that was kind of an outlier type moto. Weech, you think they can have um, more? I think they can have. I think that I disagree. I think that we'll see more of this. Thirty-six seconds. Sure. To, to third place. Sure. Oh, okay, I'll take. I'll take the other side. Okay. I don't know about the amount of time, but them checking out and it being a knockdown drag out between the two of them and only the two of them. Yeah, I think you see that again. But you also you also have to understand that this is one of Hunter's best tracks, also. So that that needs to be a yeah. factor in the equation. Scared of Southwick. He is. Um, does Mosman win the first moto if he doesn't fall? What do we? Where are we at on that? Yeah. Does, does he win? Of oh, yeah. Does he pass Hunter was checking yeah, out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I kind of tend to agree. I think his whole day changes, right? If he, and so he told me after the moto that he fell in the second turn, the same, second moto, same turn. So that yeah, not, you know, not. When great. do we start just admitting that we see this all the time and it's a recurring theme? Like, well, when I, do we start? No, doing I it? I think he's taken. So I think Mosman has taken the RJ step, right? When RJ went to Husky, uh, RJ stepped up, and he's been the same now since he went there. Can win at any time, but makes too many mistakes. And I think Mosman has taken that step, and now he is just like RJ. Can win at any time, but makes too many mistakes. I, I'm there. I'm fully there. This is who he is. Yeah. 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 This is it. Like, it's – I mean, look, he's – you could argue that he was – in a, in a perfect world, we, we joked about the five overall wins, but in a perfect world for him, he could potentially have won the last three races. There's a chance. I mean, he's not won any of them because of the same type of stuff. It was bike problems, I know, at Thunder Valley, but he yeah. did crash in the first turn yeah. of a moto. He crashed out of the second moto of Hangtown. He crashed while leading here. Like, it's just happening way too much to try to and, not say that it happens way too much. And he's older. He's older, so this is kind of who he is. Yeah, and it's easy to say, like, just don't make the mistakes. But I think the same thing with RJ. 
for them to go the same pace as the guys that are winning in this particular year, it's Jet Lawrence, but if it was whoever, you know, in previous years, Dylan Ferrandis or Sean Cerullo or whoever in previous years, they are on the limit to be able to go that pace, and that leads to mistakes. They could go slower, but then they would get seventh. So it's yeah. hard to just say don't make the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Schmoda with a third. Good job for Joe Schmoda. Just Myrtle. I had no idea he got third overall. No, I, I didn't, didn't even. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I looked. At, I pulled the overalls up after the race, and I was like, "Oh, look at that, Schmoda third. Yeah. Like, I definitely did not have him in third. Uh, and Mertz yes. and Mertz just printing money right now. Oh God. Just. Oh God. Just representing yeah. all three of those guys. So, uh, I did a. I did a. Uh, I added up the motos last week in my column for the top fives, and Cooper Moseman, Schmoda, and the Lawrence brothers have gotten 23 out of the 30 top fives. And I think that just grew this week, right? Uh, Cooper was not top five in the first moto, but, you know, was 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 there the second moto. Like, these are your five guys. And I think RJ can get into the mix when he gets a little healthier. You know, I think RJ can win. But uh, these are your five guys. So. There's a little hope, obviously, with that Levi Kitchen moto win last week. But yep. we've seen it go. We've seen guys like that go both ways, right? Sometimes it means something, and sometimes like, hey, remember that? Right. Yep. We don't know yet. Uh, Justin Cooper, more bike changes, I was told, for them. Uh, really, really searching. 8-3 on the day. Two very different motos uh, for Justin mm. Cooper out there. Uh, yeah, different uh, different shock in the second moto completely. Different shock, so, yeah. So, yeah, different internals. They're, they were not uh, not really in a good place. I think they were definitely guessing a little bit. Yeah, just do Brandon Hartraff. Put put in last year's setting. There we go. And then tell tell him, you know, hey, you got to – you know this one. This one was on the podium almost every single race. Here you go. No, they said they used last year's one-one hangtown setting at Pala, and he didn't even get top ten. So yeah, there you go. But go back to that now that he's racing now and better, right? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Just these guys are so mental. Like I just they're so mentally fragile. Be like, dude, it's your foot, ankle, lack of coming into outdoors. Stick with this. Stick with this. You know. Uh, uh, but no. They don't. So, um, hey, Hamaker, two hole shots fell in the second moto. Um, yeah, four, four, six on the day. I was talking on the review part last week or the show about Kitchen and Hamaker, and obviously, you know, I'm the chef. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with, with Mitchie on the chef's bandwagon, and I kind of took chef, the chef, uh, and it didn't go well at high point. But yeah, Hamaker's been really solid and. You know, I, I did a podcast with um, his his trainer last last week, and it'll be up on Racer X this week or next with uh, Darren Stockton. And you know, like last year, and I talked to Tedesco in the morning. Ivan works with him as well. And you know, he was so sick and had so many things going on last year, they couldn't even train. It was all they could do to focus on the riding of the motorcycle. And now he can train, and now we're seeing a better Seth Hamaker. So. Yeah, he's really good. Yep. He's really good. And uh, that's not really a home track advantage. Told me I only raced there one time. Um, Glover and I were kind of disgusted hearing the dudes that live in the Northeast. Like, he's from Pennsylvania, other side of the state. But five hours in motocross terms is that's that's a local track. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just where we are in 2022. Like, you just do the races you have to do. Uh, kind of surprised me. Yeah, you so don't. They never race there. You, you race five yeah. times a year. That's it, or whatever. I think you raced, uh, I think it was just a Loretta Lynn's regional. That's it. That's what he said, yeah. And Glover's like, <laughs> Glover at one point in the show is like, I'm going to give some Father's Day advice on Father's Day. If there's a national track you can race, 
you should probably try racing it a few times. Uh, well, it's we, probably going to help. We and you vented about this 20 times. Yeah, yeah, JT, we actually bench raced about this uh, on our Friday night show. Um, I mean, you raced High Point Amateur Day. You did. Yeah. From yeah. Florida. Not it's even not close. No. Two years, yeah. Yeah, Nick Way said he went there six or seven times as an amateur. Yeah, yeah from Michigan. Yeah. This yeah. is what you did. You yeah. went, You went. oh, there's a national with pros and I can ride Amateur Day in front of people? I'm there. Yeah. Well, it's I just remember, gone. I remember one of the years uh, it was myself – Fonseca, Nick Way, and Mark Burkhart, and that was the top four in like schoolboy. Like, I mean, it was all you know, right. pros yeah. that were about to be. Not, yep. not now. Now you just live at a facility with a groomed water track every morning, and you ride your five races. Uh, well, no, you'd run three to get to Loretta's, and then you run uh, Texas and Mammoth, and I don't know. Let's say ten. You race ten times a year. I don't know. And Hamaker is actually not even quite that level because he wasn't a facility guy. Uh, so I figured, okay, he'll be the one. Or uh, And same thing, we asked Justin Cooper because that was always Cooper's story, right? He just raced, didn't go to facility. No, neither of them. So I'm like, man, it's just it's done. It's um, done. RJ Hampshire raced uh, two weeks after getting a stake through the heart. So he's basically like Dracula. Uh, you, can't yep. ki- you can't kill him. 7-7 uh, yep. on the day for RJ. I mean, the riders still tell me, like, his, he had ACL surgery and he was running four days later. There's some doctor in Florida that's like, yeah, man, you just got to start running right away. Uh, uh, RJ. It's actually, I found out, it's at, uh, I talked to him about it. Yeah, it's Vanderbilt University has some guy that does some special thing. Uh, yeah, and then the state to the heart. He, he had to check himself basically out of the hospital. He, he tried to, Hangtown. he wanted to go straight yeah. to Lakewood. He told the team, I want to go straight to Lakewood and ride. Unbelievable. Yeah. Is, yep. is the definition of a meathead, RJ Hampshire, just like Bobby Canari? He's just he's just Bobby Canari all over again. You know, he's tough. Again, that he rode okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a photo. The results weren't bad. Canari broke his jaw, duct taped it, and raced. So that That's... might be that might be the ultimate. But this isn't far Good off. Lord. Good lord. Um, Max Volan. This was Max's best national, maybe ever. Uh, he was really good. He uh, didn't qualify that well. Set, set first moto, he was 20th. He fell in the first turn, so he's even further back. He came from 20th all the way up to 6th. Uh, second moto um, to ninth from way back. And uh, really, really good day for Max Volan. I talked to Lone Wolf. He was stoked. Max was stoked. They made some bike changes. Um, yeah, Max Volan was really good. So... Another boat's client. We are. It is possible, Steve. We're going to go one, two, three, four with Lucas Myrtle. Yeah, uh, managed yep. riders. Yep. Uh, Pierce Brown had a bad day. wasn't happy. I gave him the chance to tell me that he crashed, and afterwards, and he's like, "No, I didn't even crash. I was just that bad. I was just that bad." So. Oh. Ninth overall for Pierce. Uh, Nate Thrasher, tenth. Uh, Thrasher 10th, Romano 13th, LeBlanc 14th, all kind of went backwards. Kitchen had a terrible day. They all got yelled at. 100% chance they all got yelled at, right? Are we in agreement of that? No? Uh, Kitchen looked a little banged up, so maybe there's a chance. He did not. Um, But, yes, the rest, I'm sure. I would would bet Cooper being 30 seconds down, probably two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, the the kids looked like they went backwards, Romano and LeBlanc, both of them in both motos. Um, so that wasn't great. And Kitchen actually beat him overall. I didn't even realize that. Uh, but, yeah, Kitchen, at some point he was limping off the track. 
with no visor in the first moto, right? And then uh, got fifteenth. Yeah, then got fifteenth from way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he might have been spared the yelling. Maybe. That's a tough deal, though, after winning a moto and then getting on the podium and then going uh, 15, yeah. 12 um, the next week. Now, that's not quite Kelly Smith 2000, but yeah. Yeah, and he had a good start in that first moto, so I'm sure he's thinking like, oh, I'm in, I'm in it. Yep. yep. Um, so that's a momentum breaker. Uh, Josiah sure. Natsuki, another strong race, uh, came from way back in moto two. I had him in fantasy, I believe, so I was watching him. He was, he was good. Yep, New Zealand, Kiwi zone. Yeah. Uh, Derek Kelly crashed out in one moto or crashed way back in one moto, then had another decent moto. Varese, I uh, didn't notice him all day. Derek Drake's been rough. Uh, JT, it's been a rough rough time for Derek Drake. It's been a rough go for, for quite a while now. Um, and this was a pretty promising prospect coming out of amateurs, and it just hasn't quite come together. I mean, he had the, the heart issue, and he had it's two, just been yeah, kind had, of one thing after another. He had two surgeries on the heart. They Every time, they're pretty optimistic that it'll fix whatever's going on. So, um, yeah. Tough deal. Tough, yeah. I asked Brooks, Larry Brooks, to come on the Pulp Show last week, and he said, no, I'm not in the mood to talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, think about it. Last year, they had some real breakthroughs going. A lot of their guys were doing really well. Schwartz, and, uh, yeah, Schwartz. Schwartz, probably among them. Schwartz hasn't raced in a while. You know, I think they really probably thought they had something with Drake. That hasn't really materialized. So, yeah, he's probably bummed. They were, they were quietly really turning things in the right direction last year, and it's kind of flipped the other way. Can anybody update me on Mason Gonzalez? Yeah, I don't know if he exists on Earth anymore. I don't know. Okay, all right. Nobody knows. Yeah. The, he appeared on social media, I believe, when he was hacked. I think that was the only yep. time he showed up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted yep. to buy a lot of Bitcoin on social media yes. over and over and he over. He was back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else? Good job for Max Miller, Brandon Ray. Cobush uh, has been good as a privateer. Corey Karsten, Weege, back out there. 250 class. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was full. The 450 entries were full, so they, they of course, had an RM Army RMZ 250 oh, ready oh. to go. Oh, so that was a deal? Just full? Well, of course, I caught up with Dad real quick. I had to get the scoop. Right, right. Any excuse. Right. Uh, yeah, it was full. Whatever, they had 90 entries in the 450s, so they had to go the other way. Right. Nobody can call an audible like Barry Karsten. There's plenty of Suzuki's in that garage. It might have been an RM125, if that's what they need to do. Yeah, Preston Kilroy, teammate of uh, Derek Drake, uh, also not good. Back from injury, I think, a couple weeks ago, but yeah. Well, Brooks does not want to talk, so... Uh, all right, yeah. that's the 250 class uh, from High Point. Um, title favorites? I'll stick with Jed and Eli. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting. Uh, Sexton's growing on me a little bit, but I'll, I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with Jed and Eli. Uh, right. But I it would not shock me at all if Sexton gets this thing done. Uh, I'm going to Eli because I mean the points. It's only 13 points, which is. Nothing uh, in a series is this long, and one moto, that's literally, you can double that. Um, it's just going to be a lot of pressure, because, I mean, Eli, okay, he's had some weird breaks here and there through the years, but he's going to go 24 motos and not crash out or DNF. He's proven that a million times, so he's going to be keeping uh, Sexton on his heels. He cannot have a bad race. I mean, that, that points it'll be gone in a second. So okay. that's going to be a big step. Also, yep. still, uh, we're four rounds down. Uh, what is Troll Train's best moto finish of the year? Things that Third. Pe- Third. 
Oh my God, Weed, you're coming around. Yep, that's it. I mean, I think you're going to see uh, Anderson. Weed is, su- Weed is such a people pleaser. No, yep. I like it. I like it. I know it. you do. I was going. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I, I think uh, you know I could see a, a Sexton Anderson Roxon Tomac troll train battle. You know, and uh, just just sinking in there, man. JT. Yep. Wear him down. What do you think? Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go sixth. All right. Okay. I'll take it. Wow. I, I like this. You guys are finally, you know, uh, coming around. Uh, Six is okay. You'll, you'll accept that, or I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Oh, okay. it's, it's not going to put me in a fit of rage. You know. It's okay. it's fine. Yep. I thought I had to go podium or, or feel the wrath. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. You weren't serious. You just did I gotta that. Go. I gotta go. I gotta go. It's late. <laughs> Got a lot to do today. Uh, I'll get back to that PT. Hey, uh, the Feld Motorsports guys were there. Uh, all of That's them. A lot. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of people. What's going on, Weege? What's happening? I made the joke at the end of the day. Our buddy Sean Brennan, the media guy over there. Yep. And uh, well, Sean, he's a he goes way back to the yeah. sport. He's actually from the High Point area, so he's been to High Point a million times. But I made the joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure every race is like this. Every race. They're always, you know, nail-biting, you know, 0.5 seconds at the end, 72 degrees, massive crowd. Massive no crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is every race, guys. <laughs> every race. Yep. So, is, yeah, so, so I don't know. I mean, we've heard for two years now. Uh, actually, I, I, I can correct this. Many people are saying, they're like, oh, World Supercross, now you're seeing MX Sports and Feld unite. I can tell you that this started at Daytona 2020. Um, hey, we need to start working together. The industry is asking for this. Uh, we need to you know, work together, not apart. And then five days later, COVID became a thing. And then they really, really, really had to work together to try to get all the races in. And uh, since then, it's been a completely different relationship between those two groups than it was probably five or eight years ago. This is not new. This, is, this has been building for two years now. It's not a World Supercross reactionary thing. No, but... There's some rumors, Weege. There's rumors flying around with the teams. Yes, there are rumors um, of things changing. But, I can, uh, again, this is not happening over the last six or eight weeks since World Supercross became a thing. This has been something they've been working on. Uh, Honestly, if it wasn't for COVID and, he, you know, it took a year and a half of even getting back to even doing normal racing, I think you would have seen changes even sooner. But uh, uh, it's been a little rough the last two years. It's going to be interesting. Gonna be interesting. Um, there are there are rumors of, of changes. Yes. Yep. Yes, and we just not gonna talk about those on this podcast. But just just I heard some stuff from some teams. Um, also, well, we got to remember. I think a lot of this is ideas of what they want to do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Right. So uh, I'm not gonna talk about stuff that may never even happen. So Sean Brennan yeah. was there, the PR gentleman from Feld. JT was in the tent. And we have confirmed that the Yamaha LCQ race will be back. Whoa. Yep. Yeah, they want to do it again. Whoa. But I, I put my demands out there, and we'll see. I'm in a position of strength right here. And oh. It's so, so interesting how Steve goes from, like, I can't believe they're actually giving me a race to now he is driving the bargain. Like, he is really leveraged, leveraged his yeah, position. Yeah, I, I have something that they want. And uh, so it's interesting to see the shoe is on the other foot now. So we'll just see. Don't, just make sure that foot doesn't go right up your ass and send you out the door. I mean, you heard my demands, JT. I did. They weren't bad. They were ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. They were not ridiculous. 
Is it more than pizza in the press box, which you've been asking for? Is it more than Papa John's in the press box? catered like NFL style in the press box. Yeah. That was one of them. I should have known. Folks, we were at the beautiful palatial Jerry's World AT&T Stadium in Dallas, and Sean Brennan sprung for some Papa John's pizza for some of his media members. We were very, very excited. And we were kind of riding the high horse thinking, you know, we really made something out of our lives and we were important. Yep. And then the uh, security guard at the door then said, hey, you should have saw the, uh, when the, when they play here, we have a, a full chef and a uh, roast beef. Uh, carving you know, station. Catered. Yeah, carving station. Carving station. Yes, that's what we have for the NFL games. That Papa John's pizza, suddenly you might as well just tossed it. Well, we, ha- <laughs> we had pizza at Salt Lake too, each. You weren't there. But we also got oh. pizza at Salt Lake. So. Yep. And, and oh, you want the roast beef carving station? Did, I know. Did you guys see the robot serving uh, the serving robot at the Live Golf Tournament in the press room? You want that? Did you see it? I attached <laughs> you on Twitter, I believe. No. Oh, God. they have a robot that go up and down the press row offering drinks. So Sean needs to get that robot going as well. <laughs> now that Jamie is respectable, like that'll help. You know, all the media is respectable. So. <laughs> I like how you have the leverage and power, but you're not asking for money. You're asking for food in the press box. That's what you're. Yeah. Oh, there were you several, there were several demands. Yeah, no, oh, it's, oh, it's just oh, one okay. of them. Oh, yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll see what he happens. What's the race like? He wants to be able to position the race during Saturday's night show when he deems appropriate. Yep. <laughs> oh, like, is it WWF? Like, the music's just going to start? Oh, it's Chester's music. It must be time. <laughs> it must be time for the privateer race. We uh we got to uh yeah we got to figure out the Chiz thing in the race also that's uh that's another thing we'll figure out but yeah. yeah yeah why are you why are you what momentum are you riding on you blew it with the way you set this race up why are you acting so confident you've got to tighten up your game too uh, I'm going to tighten up my game yes the whole clothespin you let Chiz and Breeze start in the back row and they both podiums so come on and the close and the selling of the clothespins that'll all be tightened up yeah yeah so yeah yeah watch concentrate on that right now all right uh, high point week off. We need it. Whew, two weeks in a row for me. Whoa. Really enjoy it. Weed, you're going to go to street bike racing? Yeah, all the way out in Washington State. Oh, wow. Yep. yep. Grab Times that, are tough, man. Grab that money while you can. JT, you'll, uh, you'll be off. Are you going to Europe? Uh, no, I don't go back to Europe until uh, till August. So Indonesia this weekend. Nope. Nope. And I actually considered when they oh, were going to be two of them down there. <laughs> oh, God, JT. I considered it, but when, just for one, I, and I, the uh, the teams are very unhappy about going down there for one race. It should be noted as well. Yeah, I, um, there, I saw yeah, there was I fourteen guys or seventeen guys or something on the entry list. Yeah, well, I, I actually was going to do it. I was going to go down. You're going to race just, it. You should race it. You no, get points. No, I was just going to kind of make it a vacation in between the two. I take vacation time from work and kind of be on my own expense budget in between. Just whatever, go to Bali or something. Uh, but yeah, not for one week. I'm not doing that. Uh, no thanks. Are we going to Sweden? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Well, they'll probably move the race once they find out I'm going, but hopefully we can go to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, this is going to sound like a, is this a dumb, this could be a dumb question, but Indonesia is by Australia. North of it. Yes. Okay. Like, uh, right. directly yeah. North. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Southeast Asia. Right, I was just guessing a little bit. I thought so. All right. Well, enjoy the week off everybody. Um, and, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X preview. High Point, JT, Weege, anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks, boys. See you, boys.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.